Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special repeat guest. Woo! It's Jamie Bartlett. <laughs> hey, I'm hey. back. And today we are talking about United States of Terra, uh, the second half of season one. Yes. But before we get into that, Jamie, you just found out today that Tony Collette is Australian. I found out that Tony Collette is Australian 12 minutes ago. Yes. How do you feel about that? I actually feel a little crazy about it. Vindicated. So, yes. So I was on Twitter and something came up about, you know, her whole thing about no, not believing that. in. That's how I saw it? Yeah, okay. I retweeted Tony it. Tony Collette, uh, this, there was this video of her talking about how method acting is bullshit. And because it is. it is, and that's why Joaquin Phoenix shouldn't have won last night, but that's yeah. another story. Do you think Adam Driver should have won? Let's talk about the Golden Globes. They were bad. Tony was Tony, at the Golden Globes. She was. She, she looked Australian. gorgeous. She's Australian. I can't believe it. She won a Golden Globe for Tara? Yes. And an Emmy. And she won a Golden Globe for Muriel's wedding in the yes. 90s. She won or she was not? She won. Really? I believe. For her breakout Wait. role. I was that. researching today. I think she only won one Golden Globe, but you guys would know more than me. Well, I don't know about the that Muriel's wedding thing. But anyway, she's really good in that. Oh, she was just nominated. All right. Who won that year? Let me see. <laughs> so, probably someone, probably Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. <laughs> no, it was Rachel Griffiths. Oh my God! Yeah, that right. Looks so funny. For the same yeah. movie. Well, um, yeah, I was saying to Jamie, I think you should watch her acceptance speech, for her Emmy for this season that you just watched. I should. Um, because she thinks the whole cast and her accent is really. Oh, I just uh, she has Rosemary an incredible. Brilliant. <laughs> she has an incredible American. Yes, she accent. Does. And everything she does, she uses a different um, accent, basically. She's yeah. British, she's Australian, she's American. Wow. Um, Honestly, my appreciation for her jumped. Yeah. Within the past 15 minutes. The 1996 Golden Globes, Tony Collette was nominated against two of her future co-stars. <gasps> Nicole Kidman won for To Die For, and Vanessa Redgrave was nominated for A Month by the Lake, who would later play Tony Collette's mother in Evening. Nicole oh. Kidman. Her what accent was she in is with? not no. as good as Tony. Nicole she Kidman with Nicole Kidman. Um, Emma. No, wait. No, no, she was in The Hours, but they never interacted with her. Yeah. Did you see The Hours? Nope. Again, this is... Really good. I started last podcast by saying I've basically oh, seen no Tony. you've seen Dinner with Friends and now... And I guess <laughs> yes. Sixth Sense. And, and now the first season of United States so, Star. So, let's unpack Okay, this. so, before you... we get in... Okay. <laughs> no, you can go. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> before this, you had never seen United States of Terror. Correct? Never. Did you watch the first half of the first season to catch up? It's okay yes, if you did. I oh, did. Okay, shit. So you guys both have been telling me for forever to watch it. Probably five years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I have been meaning to, but I'm really bad at watching TV. So when you asked me to come on today, I was like, I need to watch it all. So I started on Friday. And I watched the entire season in three days. Yeah, it's a quick, it's a quick watch. It is, it is. But I don't binge, so it was a bit, it was oh. big for me to binge a show. I haven't binged a show since I was a sophomore, when I watched The Office. Oh God. Mm. So, 
So, Tara, uh, uh, you have not seen, and now right. you have. So, okay. I have. Before we get into the episodes, I want to run through the list of characters, and I just want to know your opinions of all of them. Sure. Okay. Be kind of polarizing. Okay. How do I'm, you feel about Tara as a character? Um, I <clears throat> feel good about it. Yeah. I think, I think I like her. I think she's actually the m- least problematic character. That tracks. In the that show. That's true. Okay. Despite okay. the fact that everyone else's drama contingents on her yes. mental illness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think of Max? My first note is Max is kind of a dick. I love you. I hate Max more than anything. I really want to like him, and I actually will want to talk about this, but I think I despise him. Yeah. Sam, I didn't know that you hated Max all these years. Because I don't hate Max. I'm, I'm largely oh. indifferent to Max. Max. But I think it's because of my first viewing was like I didn't know as much about like toxic masculinity as I do now, mm. and I feel like there's a lot of stuff that he just complains about. Yeah, I feel like the older I get, the more I hate him. Yeah, that tracks. But okay. also, you're gonna are you gonna watch? Oh yes, season two. Okay, fuck yeah. Season two is my favorite season, and season three is Sam's favorite season. Oh, it gets better. I'm season, excited. Season okay. three gets real dark. Oh, real dark, but I each season has such a different. Is there three vibe. seasons? Yes. Okay. Unfortunately, it's canceled. All right, I feel good about it. All right, next character. Okay, right. next Charmaine. character. Charmaine. Okay, third note: Charmaine is a lunatic. <laughs> yes, she and is. And I, I literally cannot handle the strange sexual tension between Max and Charmaine. It makes me very nervous. I know, and it's never followed up on. Thank God. Okay, it's good. But like. For her? Well, no, I guess I'm take glad that to out know of your that. brain. Yeah, take it no. out of your brain. Yeah. It's like there was that one thing in the pilot, and I remember watching it and being like, <clears throat> I don't like, like this. It's but weird. It, I didn't notice that they kept it up. I thought yes. It, oh, really? It's lingering. Look, she bites her lip. It's like the phone calls they have. It made me so mm. weird. Okay, well, don't yeah. worry about it. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's largely gone. I do kind two. of. Definitely. I do sort of appreciate Charmaine, but I feel like she was just the character that was supposed to be like... My sister has problems, and they never actually did anything with her character. Well, I think what happened was is they cast her, because in the pilot, she's so mean and so rude. Yes. And then what happened was is that their chemistry was really good, and, like, she she was, she becomes way more of, like, a sympathetic character Mm -hmm. pretty quickly, because she's such a, she's so talented. Yeah. I love her. Mm. But, so they, like, kind of redirected her character, and then it made Max a little bit more of a dick after. Yeah. I think that Rosemary DeWitt is one of the more talented actors in the cast as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, one of my constant notes with this series is, like, I can see how, like, lesser actors reading the script would have, like, I can so see this being, like, a terrible sitcom on ABC. Oh, yeah. Right. Where, like, <clears throat> I mean, where, where they're all just, like, so, so exaggerated, but you can really, really see, especially where Charmaine is coming from, I feel like, in episode seven, how mm. she really, really, truly believes that Tara's faking it until she realizes yeah. that until, she's not. Which is such a weird thing, though, her. because she's literally been living this with this for most of her life. Yeah, but also I feel like she didn't really but engage with it a lot, especially because Tara was away at boarding that's school. That's true, and yes, the altars apparently have become a little more defined since Tara's been off her meds, so yeah. I feel yeah. like that's, like... That's true. Okay. okay um, what do you think of uh, the son, Marshall? I love him. Sick. Yeah. Sick. Is he your favorite character? Um, I think he might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. You yeah. relate to him. Um. I think you do. I. You're like, <laughs> let's talk about Jamie's family. Well, no, because I did. I well, I did. Um, I'm sure you know why I did, but I'm yes. just saying. I feel like 
It's a similar kind of uh, worldview. I, I do, because I think he really wants to see the best in people and mm-hmm. is the sympathetic, understanding one, and then goes through a transition of he can no longer do that. Um, Stands up for himself. In, yeah. In odd ways, but... Yes. He, he annoyed me a little bit starting around, like, seven... I think because I was just very thrown off by them just throwing a hell house into the Oh, show, love it, right? I love the hell like house. Rent to a problematic. Well, no, yeah. listen, no, I said this last week, on, I mean, last time, last Terra pod, um, that I lived, like, in the world west area where, like, the Midwestish area where that was, they like, were pretty thin. normal. Yeah, like, in that time uh, period, it's so weird. Like, that exists. It's just very scary. Yeah, I guess, it, <clears throat> like, from my East Coast point of view, it makes less sense. Well, I love that they made fun of it, though, in 2009. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like that was important. Yeah. And I love, um, well, we'll get to it later. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Brie Larson's character, Kate? Um, so I do like her. I think she's a little inconsistent. And I think that's kind of the case for a lot of the characters yeah. is inconsistency. Um, so I think she's a little inconsistent. For some reason, even though she's kind of a shit, I still like her. Mm-hmm. She's so charismatic. Yes. And I love yeah. Brie Larson. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> but, and something I'll bring up later, I go, do we kind of make light of sexual assault in the show? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Because constantly. she's Truly. literally selling... Oh, an exaggerated story about harassment for money, and it's like, yeah, I mean, really I kinda, bad. I felt like they underplayed the seriousness well, of what yes. was going on. Yes, with That's her and so Gene Stewart. So he yeah. breaks into her house multiple times. Yes, it's played for laughs, but it's yeah. also played for the strangeness of the show in general. Right. Yeah. Like, um, right. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Yes. Okay. So yeah. let's okay. So let's go through the episodes, I guess. So episode seven is the boob job the episode. Boob job. Where... Okay, let's rewind it just a second. What did you think of her big boob reveal in episode? Okay. Six? Oh my god. I thought it was terribly unnecessary. Really? It's showtime I... in two thousand nine. Yeah, and it was fine, but it's like I didn't understand why there were so many strange side stories. And I think it's because they didn't want it to just be a show about DID, which I get and appreciate. But it's like they're having a totally normal conversation and then they're just going to throw in the fact that she has, like, these terrible boobs. And she talks about an (laughs) ex-husband for the first time. And then there's a... husband thing was There's a three-story, three-episode arc of her boobs and then it's, like, not discussed anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a little strange. That, yeah, this show definitely... It takes some getting used to this this strange tangential storyline a little Mm -hmm. bit. But I think... I don't know. I re- analyzing the plot, the, the plotting for the first time in like five years is so yes. interesting for me because I'm like, you're right, it is very out of the blue. Right. Yeah, I love it though. I mean, I think that this is because I connect to Charmaine on a personal level. Oh, we love Charmaine. And my nipples are also asymmetrical. <clears throat> no, but, um, <laughs> because like, right. um, but I think that it. Even though it is, like, a joke, it does lend some depth to her character. Like, it does give her sort of a reason to have these insecurities. Yes. In a way. And it's, like... And most of the characters, like, Tara and Max, do make jokes about it in the course of the show. Yeah. But near the beginning of episode seven, there's a scene um, where Charmaine and Tara are going over the, like, 
plan for Tara mm-hmm. to be her booby buddy and take her back home mm-hmm. after surgery. Best friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Tara and Tara's kind of making light of it and teasing her about it. And Charmaine is like, uh, she says, she says, Tara, come on, comfort me, mm-hmm. in a very sort of understated way that I really enjoyed because it's not like it's not like Diablo Cody is like hitting the audience over the head, being like, "This is the premise of the scene," but. <laughs> Um, and I guess what's hard about that is, which I think is the point, I guess, but it's like, I don't want to sit and listen about someone's insecurities about their boobs when I have another character here who is switching between personalities, but I guess that is the point that everyone has their own issues and Mm -hmm. everyone needs support no matter what. Um, yeah, so even though I found it kind of, like, odd, I guess it was the point to establish the relationship and that everyone needs something and that the sisters just needed to support right. each other yeah. instead of... And I in a way, relationship. there's also this weird sort of... Not weird, but very skillful, I think, back and forth between Charmaine and Tara where both of them have something that the other one wants. Like, I mean, Charmaine has one personality. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm sure Tara would love to have. But Tara also has, as she says in episode six, like a, like a great house and a great husband and like two family. amazing kids and a family. Right. And they both sort of envy each other for those things. And I think that that causes conflict between the two of them. That comes up very organically and... Even if, like, one character is being a dick to another, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. And I like that it never has to delve into... Like, I really enjoy Grey's Anatomy-type shows, but I can so see if this was a Grey's Anatomy-type show, them having, like, a really long, screaming argument... Right. ...that, like, ends with Charmaine saying, I need you to comfort me, followed by, like, silence, and then a musical cue. Right, right, right. (laughs) I just love how... The whole family always is just so mean to each other, just yeah. casually. But, like, they don't... N- they all take it in stride. Like, no one cares. Right. Yeah. Like, they'll just... And I think... And I think it's natural. It's very realistic. Which is, like... It's, yeah. it's weird, because that is a very, like, sitcom-y thing. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't come across... <clears throat> I, I guess, to me, it doesn't come across quite so brash mm-hmm. as it does in, um, I guess, like, I don't know... I can't think of any one of those like sitcoms where theory. like every man like hates his wife, you know. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't think of any either. Neither can I because I haven't really watched George those Lopez. Shows. George Lopez. <laughs> I've seen one episode of the George Lopez show. It's the one where his son gets diagnosed with dyslexia. I've oh, seen yeah. it about eighteen. I times. don't think I've ever seen a George Lopez. Oh, episode. I saw. It. Oh, you didn't watch. No, the, the dyslexia right episode yeah. plays all the time. I on literally watched every single episode of that show because it was on all the time, and I had a TV in my room in high school, and I just like memorized the entire series. And I fell asleep to it every night. That's so funny. <laughs> Back when you watch shows out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, okay. I don't want to talk about George Lopez on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, so, the boob, the boob surgery is done, performed by Dr. Pete. Dr. Who Pete. doesn't that, see her afterwards because he's recording his vlog. Is Dr. Pete yes. the same as Mayor Pete? Yes. Yes. That is the, the little-known fact about Mayor Pete is that he, he originally started with reconstructive breast surgeries. And, and elective here. surgery. And I don't know, majorly elective. Majorly. And majorly elective. I don't know if America's ready for a president that has a vlog. <laughs> <laughs> we may not be ready, but I am. Obama has a Netflix deal. Um, he does? Yeah. 
God damn multi-million. It. For what? Movies. No, he is a production company with Michelle oh, now. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Not like, yes. oh. I was like, is there going to be a reality TV show? <laughs> no, um. Yes, I knew that. So they're in, so Buck picks up Charmaine from mm-hmm. the hospital. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> the nurse is like, the person is here to pick you up. <laughs> And she then, goes, like, Buck seduces food, the nurse instantly, which okay. I love. Well, I'll sexually harass Buck No, but sex- did you see her I face could... at the end of that scene? Oh, really? No, it's so funny, because oh, she, like, sidles up to Buck, and she's like, okay. But Buck <laughs> slaps the ass of a girl. In the pilot. Yeah. In the, is that the pilot? The yeah. dance show? Kindness yeah. Miss Gregson. Like, she... What? No, the alters are are constantly sexually harassing people, which is something yeah. that I could really do with. I think I want to real quick say uh, this show. I think that is the worst part of this show is the very blasé um, nature of, which is weird considering that the whole thing hinges on her being assaulted. Yeah, but right. the the like attitude towards especially like. Um, pedophilia I'm gonna say in the show it's such a blurred line because Gene Stewart like they never said I'm 15 he's like yeah that's the bottom line there Tara mentions that she's 15 at like during an unrelated conversation yes Gene Stewart all we know is that he worked at Barnaby's during 9-11 but was on vacation at the time Right. And that's all we know about his age, but he's very clearly like. But the parents age. never yeah, really true. care about her dating older people as the entire show goes on. Kate exclusively dates older men. However, yeah. she does magically age four years between season one and two. Really? Yes. Oh my god, I can't wait! I'm literally going to start <laughs> it tonight. Um, but regardless, I just wanted to say that that it's very flippant their attitude I... towards. I guess it's kind of like the hands-off parenting, like they're cool or whatever, right. but it's and not... It's, it's so weird because it's like, <clears throat> I think that I think that the intention with Gene Stewart in particular, who Gene is kind of all I want to talk about with regards to season one of this show because he's so insane. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the intention with him is that he like, he's very Joe Goldberg from you in the sense mm-hmm. that he thinks that he's living in a romantic comedy and mm-hmm. proceeds as if <clears throat> those rules apply even when the other person has expressed disinterest because, right. I mean, that's how it went in romantic comedies of the 80s and 90s. Like, the person would say no and you would keep going and it was yeah. romantic and I think that it's very clearly seen as, like, not romantic with regards to Jean, but it's also not addressed as what it is, mm-hmm. which is harassment. Right. Sure. I think it is such a comment on... The time, what's weird is that it's not that old, but I think there has been such a transition oh, in the conversation that would never... Stuff like this was seen never as, get away with like, it now. edgy. Yeah. yeah. It was mm-hmm. edgy that they didn't care about that. It was edgy that, like, Tara does, like, harasses her children's love interests. Like, it was... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Should we? Do you want to go episode by episode, or do you want nah. to go storylines? Because well, I just want to say real quick Let's about do the, whatever we want about the breast friend. Um, that's when Charmaine <laughs> finally believes she realizes that yeah. Buck and Tara are, which I thought was so well done because it's mm-hmm. like it's slow she enough. Packing up after she transitions from Buck, like the cigarettes. Right. Like, she's like, yes. I hate it. it. Makes me sick. And also, <clears throat> um, Buck is like homophobic about Marshall, and she says, "How can you talk that way mm-hmm. about your son?" And she's like, "That's not my son." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. There's a line where um, Charmaine says, my hair's a mess. Can you help me? And Buck goes, just stop crying. And Charmaine is not <laughs> crying. <laughs> okay, wait, Buck. So who's your favorite alter, Jamie? Oh, uh, 
The only answer is gimme. But... <laughs> yeah, right? Um, that's a good question because <clears throat> I kind of hate them all. Sure. But I guess maybe Alice was the one that, like, stressed me out the most. Like, when Buck came out, I was like, ugh. And when T came out, I was like, oh, God. But T is a mess. Alice I was yeah. annoyed by, but... I actually really loved Alice's episode where she thinks she's pregnant oh, and then yeah. she cries when oh, Tara gets her really, period. I actually really thought that was a really good um, moment. So I think Alice is my favorite, which is, I w- she's also my least favorite, so I just yeah. don't know. Season one, they're they're really all insane. And I feel like yeah. they don't tone, that's like one of the criticisms was like how exaggerated they are. But yes. I think they have to be because the rest show. of the show is so like naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, if, and Tony is so naturalistic as right. Tara. And I yeah. think that that is a complaint people have, but I think, especially with T, I think it's the most grating and, like, crosses over into yes, campiness sometimes. Yeah, because no 15-year-old says that, wears that, but looks like that. But keep in like mind, that. she is also a 35-year-old woman. Right. And the brain, so it's not really, like... Right. So it's yeah, funny. It's like, it's like <clears throat> her idea of what of of what her 15 year old self was like which i mm. part sure. of my issue well, with said, oh yeah part of my issue with t with <clears throat> regard to um so in a later episode um tara and max meet with the man who um raped tara when oh, she was Jesus. in boarding school and so the um yeah and, and the guy says like he when he's a <clears throat> They talk about it, and he's like, "Yeah, like I, I took advantage. I should, I shouldn't have. Like I've lost sleep about it." And then as he's leaving, he's like, "See you later, T." And they're like, "What the fuck?" And she says, "And he says, no, like we all called you T back then." And then mm-hmm. T comes out and is like, "Yeah, like Tara wasn't raped. I was just out that night," which I don't think tracks. No, I think that it actually tracks more that Tara, who had been going by T at the time, was raped. And then in some sort of, like, self-victim blamey way, created this altar right. of, like, mm-hmm. a slutty teenager and who would know, have been, like, asking for I it. I think that unquote. was, um, I feel like you can easily unpack that from that scene. Yeah. But I saw it 1,000% as them nearing the end of the season and being like, we want another season. Oh. So we can't let this be mm-hmm. the answer. They needed to say she was already split she already had multiples when this happened what's the trauma that happened before that that makes Mm -hmm. sense you know and it was like simply a device to um continue for season two but i was actually like very turned off by that scene because it was weird it was kind of gross that everything was fine and that it was like no big deal and the wife was there and she made cookies and like you know, they were literally approaching him as if he was a rapist. And, you know, if, if that wasn't the case, that's good. If it was T making the decisions. But I was just very, like, turned off by how casually that situation was treated. Yeah, especially, yeah. is that even a... I don't even think a therapist would ever I don't know. know if a therapist would sign off on that. And also, no. I got the impression that they were coming at it from, like a journalistic perspective in a sense Mm -hmm. which makes sense when you think about it like that like she's like i just want to know what happened so that i can like unpack these altars i think it would have been better if he was like dead or something yeah well that's what happens in season three (gasps) 
Never mind. Did you just ruin it for me? <laughs> no, you have no, no idea what's going. Okay. Oh it's God. <laughs> Someone dies. I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know who it is. Uh, it's Tara. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So um, that is a kind of problematic storyline. Yeah. So Max was making me so mad. Max is oh trying my to God. die. He meets when the, with when her the, roommate. When the guy. When the guy. Okay. First of all, at the beginning of episode eight, Max is stalking Tara's therapist. Yes. Calling yes. her multiple times a day, and she's saying, like, dude, like, you can't be talking to me. Like, this is so weird. Yeah. And then the therapist gives him one direction. She's like, just whatever you do, don't tell Tara about the new altar. And immediately. Immediately he tells, he tells her. her. He was mad. She was mad. <clears throat> Sorry, Max was mad every time a therapist met an altar. Which is like, I get that you're obviously not getting anything done, but... They obviously need to talk to the elders. Yeah. Yeah. And make them trust them. Here's my problem with Max is that I had two main problems. One, he constantly chose Tara over his kids, which is Mm -hmm. horrific. Yeah. And I don't think very realistic. Oh, wait. Like, when did he do that? So, um,. He would always side with her and be like, come on, guys, you know, your mom, which I know you do have to approach it with an understanding, but he very rarely was like, I know this is so hard. Like, let's the three of us go out and let your mom chill for a bit, you know? And when he freaking left Marshall's mock debate or whatever it was, I think that was before episode seven, Mm -hmm. to go find her, like... That made me so mad. It's like, isn't Charmaine already on her way? Yeah, it's just, and it it actually didn't feel realistic, and maybe I'm, you know, just thinking of my own personal experiences, you know, with, like, my relationship with my parents or what, but it just, like, it felt very odd to me um, that he kind of seemed to, like, kick his kids to the curb. Well, what felt odd to me about that (coughs) was that the kids were okay with it. Because if Max's arc in the first season, at least, is like he's trying to be a white knight towards Tara. He's Mm -hmm. trying to fix her. Whereas everybody else is very, like, basically chill with it. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, like, it is what it is. So if Max's arc is that he's doing too much, wouldn't it track that his kids would be like, hey, like, I need you to be my dad in this moment. You're trying to fix mom when, like... Yeah, they never do that. You can't... And that's... I felt that through the entire season is, like, characters were mad sometimes for no reason and sometimes weren't mad at all when they should have been. Like, Max was never mad at Tara and would, like, want to have sex with her and was like, oh, T, we're gonna hang out. Like, She's not even hurting anyone. She's just playing, like, Dance Dance Revolution and, like, totally chill and flippant. My bitch. Fresh. Right, right. But then, But then, you know, two episodes later, he's furious and is storming out of therapy appointments because Because Alice Alice is there, there. which makes no sense. Um, And same thing with the kids and Charmaine, where sometimes they're like, you have to be more understanding, and other times they're furious. Like, I don't think that was consistent. I know, and I think it only really tracks with Charmaine because she's, like, usually the most selfish character. Charmaine right. is the only character, I think, that has a clear arc with her, with yeah. regard to her relationship with Tara's daughters. Sure. Well, and then Marshall has a mini arc with, like, at the in the pilot, he's like, you make us interesting, Mom, and then he ends up setting the shed on fire. Right. And, like, Marshall goes yeah. back and forth over the series with that. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's, like, 
Kate and Marshall kind of switch places a lot as okay. far as their perspective on as Marshall gets older. Yeah, which makes sense. It I does. feel like that. And I like yeah, that. It's very organic the way it happens. The thing but. that frustrated <clears throat> me with Kate was that she started off as like hating everything and then at the end randomly she was like, Well Marshall after tea kissed Jason, she was oh like, Marshall, God. she was obviously protecting you. But which, no, the that's whole not time true. she was fighting T and like fine, then T would have been protecting Kate when she jumped in when they went on their at trip the with yeah, the, yeah, at, yeah. in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I really think Kate just said that to make Marshall stop. Right. Not, yeah. But I also did not like the resolution of that story. Also, okay, yeah. what bothered me, and this is, this is, like, hard because it is, like, my, probably one of my favorite shows of all time, mm-hmm. but in episode 10, um, <clears throat> Marshall and his crush Jason, like, finally kiss, and... Jason, like, shows up at Marshall's house. Well, they ride their bikes home together, which is cute. Mm -hmm. T shows up, gets Jason alone, and starts making out with him. Mm -hmm. Marshall freaks out and sets T's shed on fire. Which, T making out with Jason is something that I hate so Mm -hmm. much. It's horrible. Because there's no point. I tried to write out in my notes all of the reasons why that could have happened. And there's nothing that makes sense. Like, okay, so... If the, if the point from the writer's perspective was to show how devastating Tara's altars can be, mm-hmm. like, they've already introduced Gimme. Mm-hmm. Like, if... Have if Gimme the, attack Jason. Or exactly. Something. If the point is to put mm-hmm. tension between Tara and Marshall, it's already been established that Gimme was peeing on Marshall in yeah. his bed. Or there's have already tension... on on Jason? There's also <laughs> tension established between Buck and Marshall. Mm-hmm. You could have Buck come out and, like, I don't know, be, like, like try to show Jason how to shoot a gun or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And or maybe really some, homophobic and may- or something. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. maybe somebody gets hurt. If, they, if the point was to put an end to the Marshall-Jason storyline, there are so many alternatives that have nothing to do Alter- with, like, a fort... <laughs> there's so many other choices that have nothing to do with putting like a 13 14 year old character in a position where they're making out with an adult woman yes so the only way i can kind of justify it i guess <clears throat> in two ways one i think tara needed to feel like there was a rock bottom yeah yeah in order for her to seek treatment on her own sure i think that is what they saw as the rock bottom, which I agree there could have been many other reasons. Two, maybe they needed to establish T as a sexual being in order to justify them later saying that T willingly had sex with mm. Trip and Tara wasn't raped. So maybe yeah. they needed to put that in where T is inappropriate in a sexual way to make that make sense. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, that makes I, sense. I think why wasn't why wouldn't T? I think what would have been better is if T like made out with Charmaine's boyfriend or something. Oh, oh yeah, because he's then, at least an adult. That would have been great. Then it's the Charmaine and Tara thing, which and less a Marshall just thing, which is better. Yeah, two episodes before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, I do like. I mean, in the scope of the entire series, I mean, sure. Should we have some more? I okay. I brought wine because last time I recorded, I you guys said we usually drink, but I got there late and so we didn't have time to get drinks, and I resented that. So I was gonna. <laughs> I brought my own alcohol this time. Thank you. Do you want, do you want more? 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you're welcome. <clears throat> Continue. So yeah, that I, is I'll genius. Have, like, just a tiny bit. I do like the image of Marshall yeah. burning down the shed. The image of Marshall burning down I the shed agree. is very cinematic. And I think he needed that. Yeah. Um, but it was gross. And I maybe T like just plays Dance Dance Revolution with Jason, and then Jason yeah. falls over yes. and hurts himself. It wasn't even <laughs> T's turn story wise, if you think about it. Like she was yes, just in the previous right, episode. Right. Right. Yeah. So and she's like, been out for a while in that in that current episode. It's weird, and I I don't know. I feel like it was and rewatching season one, Alice has the least screen time, which I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't remember how much screen time she but has she in season two. But she also arguably gives the most information. Yes. She does. Um, Alice has, like, end. her own bottle episodes. Gimme is my favorite. Um, I okay. love Gimme. At the spa. Yes. I have to <laughs> question Gimme. Because, first of all, again, this is going before season, I mean, episode seven, but they totally drop <clears throat> a friend that she makes that she's painting the mural for. Just who's, like, her best friend. Her. Yes. And they never talk about the mural ever again. And also, yeah. if Gimme is like... Well, they, they mention that... Um, she has a Max restraining is order like, out Max is her. like, um, this is a new alter who like defaces murals. Okay. Gimme is an animalistic peeing mm-hmm. dog. Yes. First of all, <laughs> Gimme wouldn't be able to reach where it was written and probably doesn't know oh, how to spell. Yeah. That's true. That's very And true. probably doesn't know curse words. That was yeah. so frustrating to me that they Does not know how to drive. No. Maybe Gimme calls a cab. That's also true. But that doesn't none of that makes sense <laughs> because well, Gimme is writing his own name on the wall in episode two. No. Episode two. When? So it's very early. It's like a foreshadowing know, thing. It's an Alice oh! episode. Alice oh! wipes it off the wall and then immediately turns back into Tara. Yeah. Yes! So Gimme knows four <gasps> words. Gimme, Gimme die, die, yuppie, yuppie cunt. cunt. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying, though. Maybe it's very I forgot that Gimme thing. Yeah. I also don't like how as soon as Gimme becomes, like, comes out into the plot. Into yeah. Everyone knows about Gimme. Gimme kind of dropped. Yes. Yeah. Like Gimme she pukes about Gimme and then it's nothing. Gimme should have been the the T villain of the yeah. end of the season, I feel like. I or think like, yes. I understand I why they wouldn't want to have that happen because there is so <clears throat> much depiction of mentally ill people as, as like, violent. That's true. But mm. also, like, why introduce why a violent character... altar if you're not going to use it? Right. Yeah, and then Gimme, like, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, the more we talk about it, the less I like. I mean, I feel like T completely should not have been yeah. the instigator of the rock bottom. The, because uh, right. they were building the whole season towards, towards, um, till, towards Gimme. It was weird. And Gimme, yeah, and Gimme should have reached a point where. Gimme could have easily done something completely got obscene. Incredibly obscene or, or violent. Or like around yeah. or something. And embarrass someone. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I I'm don't still think stuck it... on how T should have um, hooked up with Charmaine's, Charmaine's. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That would have been so good. Well, then we wouldn't yeah. have had to deal with Nick anymore. Exactly, and he's, he's so rec- boring. He's, he's recurs in season two. So. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The environmental lawyer. Boring and also kind of, again, like I just don't really care about these dumb side stories. Like I don't care about Neil and Charmaine. You don't? Okay, you will. Oh, okay. I do. Because he's like, I loved that body. There's not enough the way it in was. the first season. 
for sure of, yeah. of Neil. But Neil is actually a great character. Okay. Eventually. And he at the beginning he's like he talks all this crap about Tara. At the beginning and... he's like borderline alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Neil's interesting. Season two does a lot of work on Neil and it's better. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, uh, something. They, oh, sorry. I just burped. I, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> um, something that I want to bring up really quick is I like how um with a Showtime show, obviously you can pretty much use curse words as you see fit. Mm. I think that with the I think that with the um swear words that are deemed to be like the worst by society, I think that they're very good with being precise with them. Like die mm. yuppie cunt is iconic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they say fuck in every line. They do say fuck in every line. They all do. I was, okay, genuinely, like, a couple hours before watching this episode, was talking to um, somebody about how I think it was very refreshingly woke of Diablo Cody to have the only character who says the word retarded be, well, okay. no, no, no. I, At first, I thought that it was only this alder that comes up in, like, season three who's, like, a teenage sociopath. Okay. But then, Marshall. Like, but then Marshall. Yeah, 2009. In 2009, Charmaine... In a mental hospital, towards, nonetheless. Yes. I know. Jester <laughs> towards a male nurse and says, he's kind of beautiful. Marshall goes... He looks like a retarded Mark Harmon. <laughs> like, so Mark Harmon. Which, so which, which shocks me the most about that. But that's <laughs> the, a Mark Harmon uh, yeah. <laughs> the, Also, that's the line after Charmaine says, uh, my sister's meeting with her rapist, so we're just kind of hanging out. Possibly so, the most, <laughs> like, shocking 20 seconds of media of my entire yeah. life. What do you think that character's, uh, that, that role, that guest The stars, breakdown? Did he get a sack on actor's access? Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean. Imagine Diablo Cody reaching out to, like, the agencies being like, we need <clears throat> somebody who looks like a retarded Mark Harmon. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God. I, I was really, I literally, like, audibly gasped yeah. when he said that. Wait, doesn't, because it made no sense. No, doesn't Kate say it in the pilot though, or something? Does she? No, I, think, I okay. swear you I would have noticed. noticed it. Yeah, I feel like she wouldn't though. She's very sensitive to that word. I know. Yeah, I'm glad that they don't. Continue but like, why did he it. say it? Is he trying to be cool with Charmaine, with or did they really not think about it I at really all? Think they it was just, just put it. It's weird because my my instinct is to say like he's just upset, but the whole point of his appearance at the mental hospital is that he's, is that he's there anymore. to reconcile and, and again, he's like doing fine. Maybe it's just a this came out in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just a ten year difference. I am sh- uh, I I use that word. When I was younger, oh, yeah, all the time. Knew. So maybe in 2009, just... we said retarded, and we and and we thought about Mark Harmon on a regular basis. Exactly. I mean, to be honest, kind of. Yeah. I mean, he was hot in Freaky Friday. He, oh God, NCIS. I don't know about that. NCIS is my favorite show. <laughs> all right, we get it. You have a good relationship with your father. <laughs> okay. Um, so. <laughs> What else should we talk about? Her therapist dumps her. Her therapist dumps okay. her. Okay, the normal? therapist is my favorite character. Yeah, not I actually. Think so. Just because she's her. The therapist is the dumbest <laughs> person alive. She is. She's so what dumb. What is the book she's reading that she hides from Max? I just noticed it's that. It's something. Yeah, it's like uncovering DID or something. Mm. And what is the book? Again, before season episode seven, That's that funny. Marshall's reading oh, that he so. hides. It's uh, it's Sybil. It's like that old book about multiple personalities. Oh, okay. Okay, my favorite Dr. Ocean moments are in the pilot 
when Max is about to call her and Marshall says she's at a seminar about <laughs> teenagers who cut themselves. Like, how do they <laughs> know a, that? Like, there's only, also, oh, like, God. there's only so much to know about yeah. that, I feel like. What could you possibly... And then they make a comment about them being, like, Buck, fuck it up, fucked up or something. Buck is just like, dumb teenagers cut themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wish that Because the moment that role. sold me on Buck. I wish the therapist had a larger role because I really wanted to see her have a complete mental breakdown about yes. not being qualified. So in episode yeah. seven, Max shows up at her office in person and is like, I need to talk to you. There's this new altar. It's like a weird squirrel thing. And Dr. Ocean responds by just restating the premise of the show. She's like, I think it's possible that she's looking for answers about her past. It's like, yeah, that's what DID is, you dumb bitch. She's that's like, the who she's like, description. Her and she, the she's God. like, I, she's like, I feel like this is because something traumatic once happened to her, and maybe she got married really young and had two kids. <laughs> and then true. he's like, so I'm a baby. No. Oh my. God. God, so fucking Max the takes everything so goddamn personally. Yeah. Also, okay, we'll get back to Dr. Ocean, but there is no world in which he would be admitted into a two-week, inpa- two-week inpatient program. Also, okay. Who, Max? Yes, the husband. Oh, what? yeah, because Tara's an inpatient, yeah. and yes. they have Max attending group therapy oh, for, like, like the spouses. And, and it's 200 again. miles away, so they, they admitted him into this program. That's not a thing. For the... Well, there's a separate yeah. well, spousal. I think that yes, he might be staying at like a hotel and going to a group therapy okay. thing also. But also that whole episode, I was like, "What insurance do you have?" Right? They just well, show up. She packs a suitcase. They show up for this two week, like six thousand dollar a day. I was thing. like, I, 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 I was like, he's a landscaper. He works She's at a freelance company. Yeah. And she has no job. That's he's so a small true. business owner. She's an artist. Like, <laughs> well, maybe, such debt. Maybe they like. Have a Meryl Streep shows up as one of the other patients at the very end. She goes, I have such debts. Meryl Streep? No. If you're just oh, up something. I was like, did I miss something? Speaking of Meryl Streep, did anybody recognize the friend in the psych yes, hospital as the therapist from the Little Lies? Yep, she's the therapist from Big Little Lies and was also the lawyer in Bombshell. I saw her So her and Nicole yeah. Kidman are BFFs. She loves I'm seeing Australia. Bombshell on Wednesday. I wanna, I wanna I'm excited. It. I don't think it's going to be worth anything as a movie, but I liked it, it, but it wasn't what I think I people expected it to be. Charlie's looks like that. I, I mean, that was the craziest part. Oh my god, this, one of my coworkers at my job who's like around our age, I told him that I was seeing Bombshell soon, and he was like, oh, I heard that that lead actress in that movie was really good, like, like, Charisse Theron? <laughs> Charisse. <laughs> That's very um, funny. Monsters Talk- Ball? I have not seen that. No, it was Monster, sorry. Monsters Ball is oh Halle Berry. <laughs> what do you say? The movie she won the Oscar for, Monster. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, um, Dr. Ocean. Dr. Ocean. I like when she passes out after Max leaves. Yes. She just, like, falls She's in her like, chair. Oh. Literally me every time Max is on screen. Yeah. I'm just like, skip, skip, skip. Um, I, we can move on from her. She's Lord not really. God. I hate Jason. Um, okay, so. Oh, I, I like Jason. I just, here's what I hated about Jason. When Marshall makes reference to okra and he says, I don't like that. It sounds like Oprah. 
Oh, I, who would want to eat that? I was like this. I was like, this is a smart person writing what they think a dumb person sounds like. Yeah. Because they're only ever around smart people. I love when yeah. they're in the grocery store together buying abortion meat. And they the buy seven pounds of abortion. Seven <laughs> but they're walking around the grocery store and Marshall's like, what do you think about like labels? labels? Like, <laughs> and then the next line is, that looks like abortion. <laughs> okay, that house is great. I love when the oh stage manager or whatever is like saying, we have a very important guest tonight, a VIP called the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and the Alice... stage manager, she's just like, she's just going like, okay, like homos, I'm sending you out to yeah. the grocery stores. AIDS patient. You have to buy tickets, sell tickets at the door. Honestly, a genius move to have Alice be the one who goes to the hell house. I know, and I love she that she was legit disturbed. Thing. And at the end, she yeah. has Jesus bless but her like, baby. I was expecting her to turn into a like crazy Jesus freak. It like nothing came from it. Alice was never really a Jesus freak. She should be. Yeah, she's was, too civilized to be. She an is anything very civilized, freak. except for the French arts. True. <laughs> My um, favorite. She goes, Elodie. I like. Where'd you come up that one? That one. I made it up. <laughs> Also, and Max is so gross like, for like patting his yeah. lap. Yeah, God, hate that, hate that, hate that. Also, <laughs> like, cut to five years later when Lena Dunham on Girls is ranting to Allison Williams, and she's like, "I do not want to go to brunch with you and your uncle's wife, whose name is Elodie." <gasps> you know oh, she watched. You know she got that from true. I, I've never seen Girls. But I did watch it eventually, and now I can't watch it again because it's going to be too triggering because I'm now the same age that they are. At the, oh, in the God. Yeah, and they also live that. in Greenpoint. Well, I don't live in Greenpoint, so I have that going for me. I don't know. I'm so scared of Greenpoint. I'm getting Someone was it. murdered on my street like four days ago. Oh. <laughs> you know your friend. My friend. Um, yeah, I'm a guy sure. shot his his uh, nephew <gasps> on wow. my street. Crazy. Oh my Anyhow. Jesus. Anyway. Um, um oh, one of my favorite, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite moments was Marshall's friend talking to him about Jason and going, I Oh my God, that bitch. She just goes, I just don't want to find you crucified on a fence. And Marshall just goes. It's too soon for that reference. <laughs> yeah, it was only ten years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, mean, I hated that girl. I think she was oh, like. Don't worry, she was fully, my fully completely cut. She okay. gets replaced by Zasha Mamet from Girls. Oh, she plays Shoshana. She's David girls. Mamet's daughter, actually. But she. Oh, but she's probably seen her. Him. Probably. You've probably seen her. Um, she's kind of important. Anyway. Yeah. No. Not a fan. No, she sucks. Um, she was such a weird idea for the <laughs> show. Mm-hmm. Let's have Marshall. Honestly, every female friend that Marshall has is also, just a huge weirdo. Doesn't Marshall dress a little bit less 1940s in season two? I feel like I don't remember him looking quite so dweeby yeah. from going yeah. forward. But he has... I, personally, Marshall and Kate's storylines in season two are my favorite. I can't... Series. So, as I was watching... <laughs> I was like, I think I like this show. There's some things I don't like about this show. I guess I'll keep watching. But all day today, I'm like, I cannot wait to watch the next episode. I am like in deep. I'm ready to go. The first time I ever watched it, on Sam's recommendation, of course, it was summer between freshman and sophomore year of college. And I turned it on and I literally watched the whole show in like three days. I watched a a full season a day and I could not get over it. it was Is so there bad. a good ending at the end of 
season three It's good-ish. It's the sort of thing where they didn't know that it was going to end, Uh, but they had a feeling that it would. So they kind of So they, like, half did. Like, yes, if there was a season four, it would have been, like, a pivot. Okay. There is enough of a resolution. Yes. Okay. I feel like, honestly, they would have done, like, a time jump. Oh, yeah. Mm. Definitely. Um, I kind of liked the last moment. Of this season. Oh, I love that yes. scene. And they use the same music cue from the pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh. At the end of the, at the bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, I do kind of feel like it came out of nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, everything was resolved. Like, she didn't figure out her trauma. She just met who she thought was her rapist. She just had this crazy, like, four-person transition. And mm-hmm. they're communicating with each other. And they're like, let's go bowling. And, like, everything's fine. But, but I, like I did like the visual of all of them there. Yeah, they're all there at the bowling alley because they yeah. have gone away. Yeah, I like yeah. That. I also liked. I feel like that <clears throat> sort of um, laid the very, very beginning groundwork for sort of the thesis of the rest of the series mm. that Tara's altars are there to protect her. Yes. Okay. In a sense, whereas in the beginning of the season, it was just like they're wreaking havoc. Ugh. Right. And then I think that by the end of the season, you kind of get a stronger idea of why they yes. exist yeah. and I don't want to spoil anything of course but it's hard for me to not talk about a little bit of just the direction it's going alright but all I'm saying mm-hmm. is that I feel like in season one the altars are the villains yes yes and then going forward they are supporting cast okay yeah. which I I like that because, because I, it you became get more monotonous and they were sure. so so I was really tired to watch. of the altars like ruining everything Especially yeah. tea. by the end of the first and season. And they take a and big Buck. break from tea. Yeah, tea Good. really goes away for a long time. But has loved... his own storyline in season two. So. <laughs> he does. <laughs> I maybe I'll start liking him more, but I do I'm not a big fan. Buck is endeared in season two for sure. I really liked the moment where Alice established herself as like the caretaker mm-hmm. almost yeah. when she's um, like disassociating with all of them at once um, in the final scene, okay. and she has this weird like night listener moment almost where I she's thought. like where with Tar oh, with yeah. T talking to her. No, where where Alice is just like you have no idea what you've started. Mm. Like yes. I'm protecting her. Don't dig into it or whatever. Right, right. And, Alice is the one who knows. And I feel what like she is. also. Yeah. Because I watched it again. I watched it twice today, that moment. And one, she's like, well, T wants to say something. No, no, you can't say something. And then she's like, and Tara, well, I don't know where Tara went off to. And I feel like Obviously Tara lying. was there, but she, oh, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. she was Tara just really, to protect I mean, her. Tony really sells what is so hard that Alice is lying. Yeah. Yes. Because it's like so, like, it's like her alternate personality is lying. Like, it's... It's very, um, it's, it's very skillful, I think. What I really liked, especially in that moment, although it definitely is kind of like a glorified, um, like, exaggerated case of DID, I don't think it was made a mockery of at all, and I think that was very clear, especially in that last scene where they all kind of came out at once, um... I don't think it was made a mockery of, and I felt like, in general, that what the therapists were saying was actually accurate information, where I feel like a lot of times in film or TV where they deal with mental illness, it's not really accurate and isn't really what yeah. a therapist would say. Mm-hmm. I do feel like they handled it 
correctly, and I think that is very much the saving grace for the show. Yeah, I think that it's clear that even if she hasn't, if even if Diablo Cody hasn't had experience with DID in particular, that she has experience with mental illness, mm-hmm. and specifically on, like, the day-to-day of having a mental illness. That right. Especially, right. like, I mean, for me, because <clears throat> I have mental illnesses that, like, aren't gonna go away. Like, I don't have postpartum depression or, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not grieving a loved one. Like, I have borderline personality disorder. I will have it forever. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I will have it forever. And it's this sort of idea of, like, yeah, like, it's the daily grind of, like, such and such. And also sometimes it's, like, apocalyptic, but Mm -hmm. most of the time it's just kind of one of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was handled very, very deftly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really they really sold that as the main point of the show because especially just by the end where everything is kind of fine and it's normal and what just happened, yeah, it's a day in the life, right? A couple months, like, I mean, obviously the stakes get higher as the show goes on, but in a way they don't really because it's just they. Are you just get with on with next. it, and yeah. I do. I do really like that they <clears throat> established. That's what families with mental illness or with trauma are. Mm-hmm. All you can do is get through the day, and that's your normal. And, like, you still have to have your own life and, and your own issues and your own relationships within the family and outside of it. And I do think they established that well, where there's other things outside of just the DID and... Um, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) In a way, that, I think, is why I appreciate Charmaine having her own storylines. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, yeah. Like, I mean, even when, I mean, even when I am having my, like, most splendid borderline mental breakdown, (laughs) Gina Casale will still be texting me about whatever boy she's dating at the time. Yeah. It's like that stuff doesn't go away. Right. Like it's still there, and and right. it's still important. Just because you have like a diagnosis doesn't mean that your shit is less important than somebody yeah. else's. Sure. And if you treat your own mental illness as if it's the thing that's supposed to preside over everything, then you're not going to be able to like get anything done, and you're right. not going to have like healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's always the last thing Tara wants. Like she's very clear for about... it to be just about her. Yeah, she's like, yeah. please don't. That's why they have these mechanisms like tea go to the shed. Like mm-hmm. we're just gonna wait till, you know, you come back. It's fine. God, I love the image of Tara after a transition. She's showered. She's wearing a robe, and she's like, oh, "What happened?" It's just like yeah. such a good image. Oh like my a, God. the she, perfect morning after. Fully stands in the shower, like in her clothes. Like, okay. After, after yeah. digging through the rubble. Yes. Of the sh- why (laughs) literally this morning i was like that's a stretch but all right i loved it um Um, i like how okay if anybody switching gears back to the gene stewart thing for a minute i'm just going uh, i'm just going back through my own notes if anybody was going to victim blame kate it had to be phil of the future's mom right oh my god 
Also, the, the, I forgot about the like sex he sent her with his invention while he yes. said, Oh my god. Also, and the also, invention okay. itself that freaked me out because it was like um because it was like a head massager attached to a thing. My family had that same head massager. Oh, when I was no. a kid. Yeah. So when I saw Jean it, I, I screamed. So it's like get out of my house, Gene. I love when he shows up and, and Marshall and Jason are there and because Kate's call out sick and he's like I brought Katie some beef broth and uh, a Family Guy DVD. She says she hates it, but she just needs to give it a chance. Literally, okay, the amount of times that people have forced me to watch Bob's Burgers with them, Bob's yes. Burgers is actually I really good. felt that. But everybody tells me that Family I just Guy have to give not. it a chance, and I'm not going to. Also, I've, given it so, I've seen so many episodes of Bob's Burgers, and I don't like it. On. It's over. It's over. My it's favorite canceled. is Gene goes... <laughs> I'm crazy about presentation, but he's already done with the presentation and it's just two <laughs> elements and he just puts them next to each other. It's not like it's a big thing. He's just like, oh, I'm crazy. And he steals a photo of Kate yes. as a kid from I truly hate I, him. I truly, okay, I don't understand why the actor was not at least nominated for like best like guest <laughs> actor because every single, like not a single opportunity goes unused yes every single thing that he does is so creepy and so weird but do you amazing do you also feel like you were made to kind of like him i think you're i think he's supposed to be really funny i don't think you're supposed to sympathize with him i think you're supposed supposed to enjoy his screen time yeah you're which, supposed to be like, oh, which is wrong like, because she accuses him of sexual harassment. Yeah, well, he does. She doesn't accuse him. He does sexually right, harass. Her. Right. So well, Tanya, it's Tanya's idea. Tanya's Tanya, Tanya, yeah. Okay, who I am I obsessed Tanya. with Tanya's accent. I don't know what it is. No, it's just like she, what her, she's... her very first appearance. Oh, Jean's gonna love you. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Every time she talks, and then she has no eyebrows because oh she God, burned them off oh, from the exploding from the shake. Yeah. I will say, having worked, I were I I first watched the show before I ever worked in a restaurant. Yeah. And now watching this storyline is hilarious because all the artists never want to work the in a restaurant. Weird, yeah. Like Chef. line cook with one eye. Yeah. And a hunchback and like. And then, like, all the creepy managers. It's so funny. Yeah. I just loved it. I, all, and then Best Ketchup Marrier Award. Oh Which so real. I never restaurant that you worked at was most accurate to this? EJ's Luncheonette. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, horrible. Or Wahlburgers, but Wahlburgers. Emmy Rossum, if you're listening. I saw Emmy Rossum at my job once, yeah. But then I never saw another famous person. Actually, at no. At EJ's? At EJ's, yeah. Um, she was lovely. Well, you did see, like, Mark Ringer, didn't you? I saw Mary Brown and Mark Ringer, and I hit from them. Um, oh! In the la- in the season finale, Kate pulls a Muriel what? from Muriel's wedding. She walks <clears throat> into her house. Gene is there. He's being super creepy. She says, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna get a drink. <laughs> Opens the fridge, closes it, walks into the garage, gets in the car, drives but away. But they never discuss it again. Iconic. Where I- does she can I, go? Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah. 
They never disappear. <laughs> really? Jean disappears. Jean disappears. That's, my, that's the best ending of that story. Give me killed him. Hell, I hope. Really he's he's, he's right. already he's drinking a Sierra Mist. He asks for he another goes. one. <laughs> Amazing. But you know that I wish that Kate had told Tara about his sexual harassment so that Tara could have turned into Gimme and fucking oh. killed him. Oh, I because would have real to talk, see her pee on it. Because real talk, like, okay. I think Gimme should have killed everyone. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking like right now, but real talk. I'm saying real talk. Um, but it's the one. Gene Stewart is funny on the show, but in real life, if I met him, I don't think I would be able to restrain myself from murdering <laughs> him. No. Who is that but actor? I, he's Nate in a Gordry. lot of things. He's really funny. Really? He was in. He was in Lady Ghostbusters. He was. Yeah, he, he had a cameo when he showed up. I screamed. That's very funny. Um, any uh, let's see, any other stray obs? Let me see. Oh, I really when Marshall didn't know why Kate was playing um like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah. I related to that because I have been forced to play that game with so many of my exes and I just Wait, when was this? They're playing video games. No, it's in like episode seven. When she's at Jeans? No, it's Marshall and Kate. Oh, and she's like Beat up the prostitute, it's funny. He's yeah. like, oh, okay. I'm related to that. You're Marshall and... Kate is all of my exes. Yeah. Oh. Um, Brie Larson has such good physical acting. Uh, just because, like, she embodies a teenage girl so yes. well. Yeah. In the sense that, like, half the time she, like, thinks that she's cool. And then the other half of the time she's, like, the most, like, awkward, like... Her moment when she takes Alice's advice and goes oh in and talks God. to Jean with a high voice. Mm. That was so good. So She's good. very talented. Oh, so, I love when Alice gives them all makeovers. Yeah, there was, was kind of a cute moment. There was some moment in the finale when they go bowling and Kate goes up to like bowl with Marshall and she just like stumbles over to him and yeah. is like shaking around. That reminded me so much of my own younger sister that I, oh. it like truly drew a tear to my yeah, eye. She is really great. And Marshall goes, I'm going to show you how to make this ball your, your bitch. bitch. <laughs> it's a butt quote. It's a butt quote. Oh, oh. I am. Um... And then Max is like, Buck taught them how to bowl. And Tara's like, okay. Honestly, <laughs> no, like, when when Max and Tara are looking at their own, like, teenage children bowling, I, like, I'm literally going to cry right now thinking about it just because I had it's a glass and a half of wine. You. No, just because I was like, maybe I do want to have kids. <laughs> You'll name your kids you Marshall specifically and Kate. want Marshall and Kate. No, I, I just want, want them Marshall. And... They're literally the best children. Really? Honest to they God. Are. Yeah, they like are. they like, love like, each other. Yeah, they make mistakes, but they're teenagers. And in and the they... end, I would love nothing more than to have two children who ride or die for each other, the way that Marshall yes. and Kate do. Yeah. And I think that is a very accurate representation of how siblings are when they come from a family of mental illness or a mm-hmm. broken home. I think. Like, I love that they made that a thing where they support each other, they are there for each other, and... Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I think that that's also kind of how it would... I think that it mirrors what the dynamic would be in any family. I mean, I guess that technically I come from a family of mental illness, even though, like, I'm... I mean, (laughs) it's just that me and my sister both have OCD, but, like... I, I think that the way that they talk to each other mirrors the way that other kids would talk to each other mm-hmm. about, like, I don't know, the fact that, like, their grandma was a bitch at dinner tonight or mm-hmm. something. No, yeah. I think it is very accurate. 
And I also love that it's never a problem that Marshall is gay. They don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. They've already accepted it when the show starts. That was one of Diablo Cody's, like, pitches, right, for the character. Was it? I remember I reading something where she was like, I wanted it to just not be a thing. Yeah. I, I know that there that. there is one episode where Marshall comes out to his dad. The, I think it's season, season two, two, but... It like comes a, out. I know. Don't, it's don't, a, don't, don't confuse her. Yeah. It's like a 20 second thing. Like he, it's, it's very cute. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like he just says it and then like it's done and they're like, okay. It is a weird storyline though, but you'll see it. It uh, is because for some reason when I was like remembering it, I was like, oh, like Marshall must have been closeted for season one. But in Ooh. season one, I mean. I think though, but as not... a family, they never talked about it. Yeah. Outright. They do. They mention Jason and stuff, but they don't ever like. Like, they just say, oh, you're doing that. But don't yeah. they call him a homo a lot in, like, a loving <laughs> way? Buck does, and, and, yeah. does. Agree, and Kate does. Agree. And Kate does. And Kate does. Which I think it kind of, it, it makes sense that with your siblings, you would have that sort of informal right. Yeah, right. and then maybe with your parents. If your parents you're, alter. You're like, <laughs> I have something to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can you do that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just gave myself fake like I just, cartoon superhero muscles. Yeah. I just realized that we can't actually finish talking about Gene Story without mentioning one more thing: fragments. <gasps> the fragments. video he makes for her. Oh he my fragments. god! Fragments. And he like keeps cutting his profile. Yes. My my Instagram post for this episode of the podcast is just going to be different like video clips of my favorite moments from this. It's just going to be this. It's just going to be the video where Marshall says retarded. I already because I already recorded it and like it texted Jake a picture of that nurse and then a picture of Mark Harmon. Oh my god! Because no, people will think the show. Is bad if that's what you post. No, I'm going to it's post that. It's an accurate representation, then I'm, to be honest. And then I'm going to post Gene Stewart's video. Fragments. 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 I've given you the after school shift on Monday. I, I hope, hope you'll to come. see you there. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's kind of a weird show, guys, to it be honest. It is a weird show. I love it so I do much. like okay, it. Okay, so actually I have a question for you, um, Jamie. Predicts yes. for seasons Ooh. two and three. Okay. Um, However specific you want to get. So I think, I kind of feel like, I have this feeling that they're almost going to pretend season one never happened. And they're going to start season two with just like, she still has a lot of personality. She still has no control over it. And they're going to try and find like the original trauma. That's kind of what happens. Yeah. I haven't seen it in like five years. Season two is definitely my favorite. I think that, um, the, yeah, yeah anything else specific um, character-wise <laughs> you predict that happens? I, but I just feel like it'll be a lot of the same, where it's, like, Kate is being crazy, and Marshall is gay and finding himself, and Max is kind of a dick. Like, I really just feel like oh. it's going to be the same yeah. thing. What I like about season two is I feel like season one, which... Goes for literally any television show. Yeah. Season one is kind of about throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, absolutely. With regards to like what sort of character dynamics work and what like and and what I guess the actors are able to make most interesting right. for each character. I think that uh, I mean I think that that's kind of why Charmaine ends up being so sympathetic yes. because of the casting of Rosemary Dewitt. 
And their chemistry. Has... Yeah, it's so interesting that you guys like her so much because we, I kind of don't. No one likes Charmaine. We love Charmaine, and we ask everybody, everybody I know yeah. hates her. I want to like <clears throat> her, but I don't. I just like how I love how flawed she is. That's like the man. Yeah, and I love. That. Okay, there is some the line where she's in the mental hospital with Marshall, and I love Charmaine and Marshall's relationship. When she when she asks him if he likes Nick. And he's like, yeah. And then she goes, do you like him better than Neil? That is literally me with, like, everybody I've ever dated, everybody I've ever had a crush on. Like, if I have a crush on a guy and my mom happens to meet him at some, like, performance or whatever, I will, like, later on to my mom be like, so what did you think of... It was sweet because she she is, um, like, trust... She's so trusting, yeah, and you know, she two tells of them. both of them like, I don't think I'm gonna fuck him till the third date. Right, but also <laughs> yeah. when Marshall gives her the picture, she's like, "Okay, next." It's like you're dead. But that's later. the beginning of their art. I yeah, know. because he also calls her a hose beast. In yeah, the pilot. <laughs> they hate each other at first, um, and then they get to know each other. But I think funny. that I also forgot when Neil texts her a picture of a cat hanging from yeah. a branch and it says okay. in there. That's that's part so of my awards. Cute. Weird? Okay, yes. Cute wait. or weird? Okay. <laughs> and like the I, I like that they really lean into Charmaine legitimately liking Neil as yes. well and not just using him for sex. Like sure. I feel like another show would have yes. gone that route. My final thoughts about season two is that I think Season I say, one, you mean? I mean, or? well, going, oh, like, going what you were forward. saying yeah. is that uh, you are correct about okay. a lot of stuff, but I think the individual storylines that everyone has are stronger. Yes. Okay. I'm excited for they're that. They're more defined and they're, they're more consistent. And more consistency is what I'm yeah. looking for. There's definitely Definite. a lot consistency. More consistency. Yes. They drop the vlogs, I think. The vlogs oh, make an appearance in, like, know, episode one, I, I kind think. of don't hate them, but it's like, why are they there? A lot of the episodes in yeah. season one, I noticed, have a, like, a, kind of a bodily contained, like, beginning and beginning end. Beginning and end, like, yes. Theme thing, like Desperate Housewives. Yeah. <laughs> and then season two, I don't think they do that as yeah. much. Interesting. Okay, let's move on to awards. Yay. Here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards <laughs> to each and everything that we watch. First of which is best prop. So, Jamie, what was your best prop? The cell phones. Hundred percent. Oh, I miss. I have a few moments that really solidified that for me. Um, My three favorites were. um, There's a moment. I I noticed it specifically. I think um, when Max was calling Tara, but she was T, so she doesn't answer even though she promises. And his name like slides in big bold letters on the front of the phone which yeah. never happened it's just like max <laughs> ridiculous it makes no sense but i love it um charmaine typing high with t9 word where she like hits the yes. letter and then like oh. has to hit next like I incredible <laughs> just sends high to neil that's it and then when it's like one new pick message from neil and it's the hang in there and yeah. it's super grainy incredible by far the best prop yes yes uh, my best prop, I have two. They're both drinks. First of which is the second Sierra Mist that Jesus Yes, absolutely. Second, there is one like throwaway gag in episode 11 where Buck comes out at the like two week DID inpatient thing where they're playing darts or something. <laughs> and, Bu- and, and, and Buck is like 
give me a glass of room temperature Yoo-Hoo for me to stick my finger in. And so he yes. shows up with a Yoo-Hoo. Yeah. Buck sticks his finger and it goes, that's freezing. Take it away from me. <laughs> Why did you want that? It's the same guy that Tara bullies away from the payphone later. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why was that a so thing? Good. Also, okay, a note on the two-week DID thing, I feel like... Can okay, we Craig, Craig Ferguson... Yeah, Craig we'll Fer- go, the three of Craig us. Ferguson once said in his book, American on Purpose, that any mental health program that advertises the number of days it is, is bullshit. Like, any rehab oh, that's like, get sober in 28 days or less right. is not well, true, real. Because also Tara's like, I've been here four days and none of the altars have come out, so like, has this been a waste of time? It's like, yes. Yeah. 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 Which I understand the two-week program being, like, a step in the process of, yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. But also, is this going, is this supposed to be the specialist that she's seeing, like, forever that's, like, 200 miles away? Right. Like, right. no. Right. Like, also, Marshall and Charmaine just drive 200 miles. Like, that's three and a half hours. being attacked. Right. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, um, my best prop. What's your best prop? Um, my best prop is Charmaine's glasses in episode seven that have the yes. reflection of the before and after. Movement. Yes! Oh <laughs> and my she's god! Like the smiling the, the shot of her smiling is so genuinely endearing. <laughs> she like she's like, my boobs are gonna look like this. Hey, boobs! So sweet. I love. There's so many nipples in that. Yes. Okay. Uh, best Tony moment. The net best Tony moment, Jake. What was yours? Well, I feel like I'm. I have a couple, obviously, because there's a lot. And I don't want to take yours because you mentioned it earlier. But I was going to say when Alice is crying. Oh, that that actually wasn't one of mine. That was yours. Yeah, but I'll come up with another one. You sure? (laughs) By the time we get... Yeah. Okay. So, because I love when (laughs) she's, um, like, finds out that Tara's on her period. Which, Tara has an IUD as well. But this whole thing yeah. that she's made. What do they call it? Like she the devil's branch tree. Devil's tree. She could have um, the copper yeah, wire. Of course, yeah. And then she's like, um, she's just weeping on the bathroom floor in her like 50s head wrap. And mm-hmm. it's like, Max just comforts her. And it's like, Tony, that was a very triggering, like, Tony ugly cry at that moment. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, who died? Whose head got cut off? But yeah. um, no, it was good. Whose head got cut off? <laughs> uh, Jane? Okay. Um, so I'm going to say two. I've said this before, but I truly think her switching between all the transitions in the last episode when she's doing all four of them, I think is like truly an impressive actor feat that she has so, she's all of them so specific that she's able to switch into them and we have no question Mm -hmm. who it is physically, emotionally, vocally. Love it. Um, but I really liked her the vlogs, the to-camera monologues, Mm -hmm. because I love Tara, how grounded and set in she is, and how flippant and, like, nonchalant all those monologues are, um, Mm -hmm. because they feel so different from the altars, and I just really love them. And now knowing that she's Australian, I'm even more impressed by her (laughs) and her dialect. What are we on now? Um, Customer War. Yeah. 
Okay, my customer word that I just came up with was most underutilized actor because mm. Ken Marino has a cameo in episode nine, who's like a very he's like a com- he's like a comedian. Is he one of the guys who's, at the hotel? Yeah, he's one of the guys at the hotel. He's so oh. so funny. He's been on Brooklyn. I I think that he's been on like every Mike Sure show. I know for a fact really? that he was on Brooklyn Nine Nine. He had like an extended arc. Which is one, he one is he? Kate's or Tara's? I don't know. He's he's the one who shows up later. Yeah, he's, he's talking like, to Tara. Yeah, he's the one talking to Tara, I think. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I think but I know who you're when he about. showed up, I was like, Ken Marino? And then he barely did anything. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, and he mm. disappeared. Nordic and Rula Helmuth. Yes. <laughs> um, my custom award is a. It's a really. It's a lame one, but I'm just going to go for worst overall des- costume and hair design for tea. Uh, when she yes. has those like two deranged ponytails. When she makes out with Jason. Yeah, in the front and the back of her head. But I feel like that's her default promotional look for this season as right. well. Yeah. And I was like, in what world and realm does a 16 year old girl have hair like that? It was so crazy. Yeah. She is, has like 19 ponytails, 19 ponytails on each and one. And it's like her hair is not long enough to have both of these ponytails. Right. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. Okay, mine was best transition, and I had a few to mention. Oh, like when Tara transitioned? Yes, transitioning into an altar or between altars. The real answer is the one at the end, because I thought that was so amazing, because she seems them together, especially when Alice is fighting T. It's almost like both T and Alice are there, and I just really like that. Um... The funniest was the tattoo moment because the first thing first thing she goes is ow she says like the funniest most guttural ow sound which I think is really amazing and then this I cannot stop thinking about she's fully drugged and sedated mm-hmm. like in yeah. her body yeah. and then she transitions into Buck and Buck has full energy yeah. like it is still the same bloodstream the drugs are still there yeah. but Buck is like. He's like, what do you want? What do you want? And he's ready to go. <laughs> I but, need a lukewarm you. Like, literally <laughs> is sedated. So. That's true. So yeah. good. Big um, fan. Oh, I have another custom award, which is just weirdest um, conglomeration of character traits, which is Nick the environmental lawyer. All we know is that he's an environmental lawyer, <laughs> and he has access to this weird fruit that makes everything yes. yeah. sweet. Is that real? I don't, I don't know. think I so. I should have brought I, it for this, it. this podcast. Yeah. And like, if pop. not, why do you write that into a script? <laughs> so, like, just, just like, what can we have Nick do? I don't know. He gives him a fruit. And yep, he, that like, what, that's what they said. He yeah. gives good advice and it's like totally chill with Marshall being gay. And lo- oh, well, he's I don't like, know if he's oh, chill with it. it no, Mar- no, I just mean from that scene, it was like so. He he just goes like, "Well, you have girl problems." Marshall goes, "Actually, guy problems." He goes, "Oh right, <laughs> oh right." Yeah, this fruit it makes me. <laughs> and Charmaine's keeping her on the corner, texting Neil. Yeah, and then Kate just brings the fruit to the bowling alley, and then is always drinking her parents' beer. They somehow yeah. have like an trouble. endless supply of this fruit. No, yeah. the best customer is Kate's like vocabulary with insults and just like yes. coming up with things like how's, yes. how's it going in Fagland? Like, <laughs> how are you doing? Like, oh, best um, be- best breakup monologue goes to Kate for when she initially tries to end things with Jean, and she's like, and and she's like. 
you know, maybe it's just a problem with your generation. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just think it's weird when you text me to ask me how my Latin test went. <laughs> your generation. And then she goes back, which, she's like, I'm sorry, I hurt your feelings. Which, like, comes across as being very insensitive when she's like, it's weird when you text me about my Latin test. But when you actually think about it, like, imagine. It is pretty weird. Imagine hooking up with somebody, like, one time <laughs> and then they ask you how your Latin test went. I'd be over it. I'd, I'd be like, okay. You guys are Gemini's. Yeah. Jake's like, that's my dream. <laughs> as soon as, if I'm interested in somebody and they show interest in me, I immediately lose interest. You guys must really like this show. I like, Gemini. I really, I don't identify as a Gemini. I know, know you know this. Mr. Moon again? You're a Gemini. Sag. Really? Is your moon? Taurus? One of them. Ooh. We should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have to go watch The Bachelor. Yes. Ooh, okay. Um, we okay. Ooh. We can move on to uh, uh, we can move on to plugs. Does anybody have anything to plug? I don't. Yikes! Not this week. <laughs> nope. Happy New Year. Not doing anything. The world is a scary place, but we yes. persevere. My therapist told me to stop watching the news because yep. you're sending me into a panic. Oh, I moved my Twitter. All, I can't delete it because I don't know my password. But I moved it all the way to a far corner. That's of my good. Phone. I'm gonna go home and watch all episodes. Um, Videos of Tony Collette speaking in yes. an Australian accent. You must. We have yeah. a number of mediocre-ish Australian films we can recommend. Uh, yes, please season. do. Please. Yes. And one amazing film called Muriel's Wedding. And one amazing film called Hey Hey, It's Esther Bluer. That's been our podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.